and welcome to a newsflash episode of Unpacking the Case, the podcast by David Jones Bold, the real estate law specialist. As always, I'm joined by our head of legal training, Richard Snape. Hi, Richard. Hello, Lizzie. Hello, we're here for a newsflash episode yet again. This one from the 18th of January, 2023. It's a case we've, we've talked about in the past, uh, but it's since gone to the Supreme Court and the decision was made on uh, in relation to service charge liability. The case is called Sarah and Hussein Asset Holdings Limited and Black's Outdoor Retail Limited. So do you want to start us off with some background of this case? Yeah, it's uh, Black's, the um, you know, outdoor clothing people. And uh, it all took place in Liverpool, in Chicago buildings on Whitechapel. I know it well. And well, basically what happened was that, it was actually in the news a few years back when the company that owned Black's, um, the outdoor group, went into administration and uh, Black's Outdoor Retail. So they took on you know, their assets or a lot of their assets. And they were given a lease uh, by Sarah Hussain's predecessors, a 10-year lease of, uh, of this premises back in May uh, of 2013. And it had a five-year break clause and there was service charge liability and provision whereby the tenant couldn't uh, set off against rent any liability of the, the landlord, so fairly standard kind of stuff. To cut a long story short, the tenant uh, exercised the break in 2018, in May of 2018, but they negotiated a new lease for one year, obviously until 2019, and the tenants after that didn't want a new lease. Certainly until recently, the premises has been empty. I think it's uh, they're about to do something about it not too distant future. Well, that's some of the background to it. What had actually happened, Sarin Hussein had obtained the, the reversion in, in December of 2016. And normally, the, the previous service charge liability, service charge was payable from October the 1st in the year to September the 30th. And uh, the 2017-18 year, the service charge liability was around about 55,000. 2018-19, the last year of the lease, uh, the service charge liability which the landlord uh, was trying to claim was on just under 408,000. You know, in the past sort of X number of years, six years or five years, five years, they'd never paid anything like that. And the tenants objected. The provision in relation to service charge basically said that uh, well, the landlord would produce a, a service charge certificate, obviously, again, fairly standard. And it went on to say that the landlord's certificate would be conclusive as the service charge liability, uh, unless there was um, a manifest uh, or mathematical error or fraud. And um, the landlord was claiming just that, you know, the service charge, you know, what they'd stated was conclusive, you can't question it. The tenants were arguing um, that the landlord couldn't charge for, for various items. It's not clear actually in the law report, you know, what the actual items were, but uh, the tenants was arguing, were arguing that, um, you know, you were trying to charge for things which weren't covered via repairing obligations. And that's basically what went to the litigation. So what happened subsequently? What were the decisions in the in the next kind of stage of courts? Well, it went to the, the High Court um, in 2019. And the High Court basically said that, you know, the landlord's service charge you know, uh, certificate might be conclusive as to the costs in terms of what the landlord's actually spent but it's not necessarily conclusive in relation to potential liability of the tenant, whether it's things recovered by the landlord's repairing obligations, which would be collected 
you know, sort of uh, cost of which will be collected via service charge. It went to the Court of Appeal. I think we, we did include it in podcasts, you know, when it was at the Court of Appeal. It was November of 2020 was the Court of Appeal decision. And the Court of Appeal basically said that if that's what you've agreed, that's what you've agreed. You know, the landlord's certificate is conclusive and you can't question it, both in terms of the amount and the, the itemised work. And they basically said that's the exact wording that you've agreed to. They referred to a case which is one of our top 20 uh, historic property cases, Arnold and Britain, a Supreme Court case from 2015, which was actually all about ground rents, but uh, where the Supreme Court made clear that they, they wouldn't rewrite agreements if they weren't ambiguous. And this isn't ambiguous. And the fact that you'd entered as blacks into an imprudent agreement was uh, your own fault, if you like. You wouldn't be protected against that. And that's the way it stood uh, for over a year. Oh, over, sorry. That's the way it stood for over two years until the Supreme Court actually heard the case in November of 2022. And as mentioned, the judgment came out on January the 18th, as you mentioned. OK, so what did the Supreme Court say then? It was quite a, uh, a short judgment, um, the, the whole thing. Uh, there was, it was a four to one majority. Uh, there was one dissenting judgment. Well, Lord Hamblin uh, was the person, the judge who made the um, major judgment. And three others just agreed. They basically agreed with the Court of Appeal. It's a strange decision, actually. They agreed with the Court of Appeal that you've agreed that the service charge certificate is conclusive in the absence of manifest error, mathematical error or fraud, and you have to actually pay it. But the sort of sting in the tail is they then went on to say this wouldn't preclude you from taking separate action in the courts, you know, at a later stage. Basically said it's sort of pay now, argue later. So you can still go off to court, but you have to pay the landlord a service charge and then argue that you've got to pay it back or some of it back to us. That's encouraging litigation. The, the minority, the dissenting judgment with Lord Briggs, who basically said that, well, what the Court of Appeals said, it was quite a long dissenting judgment, uh, that um, that's what you've agreed. You've agreed that the landlord's statement is conclusive and you should be bound by that. And they say the majority basically said that you pay the money and then you go to court, try and get it back if you think you can or want to or have the money to. So what's the implications of that decision? I think it's got major implications. There's a lot of tenants, especially in retail at this day and age, who haven't got the, the money to go to court, quite honestly. It's also got sort of implications for it. There was another decision that we, I think we talked about in a podcast from early 2021, a case called Criterion Buildings and McKinsey, which is all in sort of Criterion Buildings, sort of um, Piccadilly Circus, and backing onto German Street in the centre of London, where the tenants, McKinsey, um, had to well, pay, according to the lease, a, a fair proportion of the service charge. Uh, and that was held to be a sort of you know, a due proportion, would be a fair proportion, as determined by the landlord or their agents from time to time. And it was held that they couldn't question that. And I would assume, post the um, Supreme Court decision and sorry, the Hussein, that would be subject to, you know, you'd have to pay this money, but you can go off to court. That was well over £2 million. So that's the kind of situation where they might well go off to court. I think the other implications is, is I don't think the tenants should have let it through in the first place, quite honestly. And residential leases, uh, service charge liabilities, there's a heck of a lot of statute. You know, there's 85 Landlord and Tenant Act is much amended. It, 
you can question left, right and centre service charge. There's absolutely nothing in commercial property. There was a case in 1976 called Finchborn and Rodriguez that said it's implied that service charge liability must be reasonable. But that was that was a residential case as well. I think service charge liability should, on behalf of the tenant, subject to a reasonableness test. I think it should also, you know, you might just think about sort of service charge based on floor area and certainly caps on service charge. And that was the last year of the lease. You know, the tenant doesn't actually see much benefit to that. And you should have caps on service charge, certainly at the last year of a 54 Act excluded lease. It's got all major implications, I think, in relation to the future when landlords start having to do huge amounts of energy efficiency work on premises and... Uh, just add the cost of service charge unless there's something in the lease that allows otherwise. I think service charges need to be thought about quite dramatically. Thank you very much, Richard. That was excellent. Oh, thanks a lot. And I'll see you again sometime. Thanks very much for listening. And we'll see you again in our next episode.